0: You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, January 17th. I'm Aaron Fulton with Raven News. For almost 20 years, Senator Burt Stedman has represented much of Southeast Alaska, including Sitka, in the state legislature. The next legislative session begins today. For the 11th year, Stedman will co chair the Senate Finance Committee. He'll oversee efforts to create a multi billion dollar operating budget. There's a lot on the table. One reoccurring issue is the Alaska Permanent Fund. Stedman told Coast Alaska's Angela Denning that the state needs to balance its long-term fiscal health against its ability to pay large permanent fund dividends.
1: It's not the individual dividend that creates the problem. It's when you combine everybody's dividend together. We don't have the cash. So we're going to to talk about that and try to come up with how how we can rewrite the formula and make some adjustments and see how that goes. But clearly there's no math model that I've ever seen that shows that we can afford to not change that dividend formula.
0: So what I'm hearing is that maybe instead of looking for new revenue and more money, maybe looking at what the state is already getting now.
1: Well, there is support by some legislators to impose income tax or sales tax across the state and pay it out as dividends but you're just taking it from people that are working and spreading it out. That doesn't make any sense. I think it's unlikely we're gonna pass a statewide tax, an income tax or a sales tax.
0: Well, one of the big budget items for the operating budget that you see is for the Alaska Marine Highway system, Uh, you know, Southeast and other coastal areas have not been satisfied with the lack of ferry service in recent years. I'm wondering what the legislature can do about that. What are your thoughts? Because Governor Dunleavy's administration has vetoed millions in ferry funding in his first four years in office, so he's going to be around for another four years. What would you like to see this year?
1: (laughs) Well, let's not forget that the legislature is the appropriators, but the governor has a line item veto on appropriations, and it's the strongest veto protection of any governor in the country. It takes three quarters of vote in the legislature to overturn an appropriation veto. So unless you can overturn his veto, which is unlikely, uh, he could set that level of funding to frankly, any level he wants. He has a very strong hand in some of the budget negotiations that take place. So I'll work with the governor to try to, um, restructure the marine highway uh, the best we can from, you know, our position on the coast, but not all legislators are supportive of the marine highway. And there's fewer and fewer of us on the coast relative to the rail bill. So it, it is a challenge. Um, on the positive side, you know, we've got a, some federal funding that Lisa Murkowski uh, structured in an appropriation bill here several months ago, and there's $200 million a year for ferry systems. But we're not the only one that qualifies the state. So we're still sorting through that to figure out how much the state's gonna actually get, when it's gonna arrive, and then how to split it between operating costs and capital costs. So that that's a positive. But my goal was to make sure the Marine Highway still is in existence four years from now.
0: Senator Burt Stedman represents much of southeast Alaska in the state legislature. He was speaking with Coast Alaska's Angela Denning. This is the first in a two-part interview with Coast Alaska. In the second part, we'll hear from Stedman about some of the bills and issues facing southeast Alaska. Kodiak's biggest tanner crab fishery in nearly 40 years opened on Sunday, but the fleet is standing down. Fishermen say they won't go fishing for the prices offered by local canneries. KMXT's Kirsten Dobroth reports.
2: Processors in Kodiak offered $2.50 per pound for tanners when negotiations started earlier this month. Kevin Abina is the secretary and treasurer for the Kodiak Crab Alliance Cooperative, which represents about 120 permit holders in the fishery. As of Friday morning, all of Kodiak's canneries hadn't budged from their initial price.
3: We haven't been given anything to consider. $2.50 isn't the number that we'll consider.
2: Last year, fishermen were paid a record of more than $8 per pound. The Tanner Crab fishery was closed in 2021, but back in 2020, prices were still more than $4. This year's harvest levels for the Kodiak fishery are the biggest they've been in nearly 40 years, at 5.8 million pounds. That's more than five times the size of last year's quota. Combined with the fisheries in Chignik and the South Peninsula, 7.3 million pounds total of tanners are up for grabs in the westward region. Last year, the State Department of Fish and Game estimates the Kodiak region alone was worth over $10 million. The big quota this year also means more boats are participating. Last year, 87 vessels fished for tanners. This year, 109 were registered as a Friday morning. That includes some Bering Sea crabbers whose seasons have been canceled because of crashing snow crab and king crab populations. Abina says some processors out west have been offering around $4 for tanner crabs. That doesn't help the local fleet, though, most of whom can't make the trip out the chain. And it doesn't help the community, which collects municipal taxes off of seafood landings.
3: This is a community deal. Everybody in the fleet has spent a lot of money on getting ready to do this fishery. Everybody has invested money.
2: Abina declined to call it a strike, but the action is similar to a strike in another fishery earlier this year. Bering Sea fishermen successfully pushed up the price per pound for Pacific cod after striking. Abina says the entire fleet, including fishermen in Chignik and the South District, is holding out until local processors offer better prices.
3: The feeling of unity is is really strong and it's uh, it's pretty special. It's hard to get a get a diverse group like we have here on board. Everybody has things that they want to move on to after crab. Some boats go cod fishing, some boats go dragging for pollock. Some guys will be going right into black cod.
2: When reached by phone Friday morning, Pacific Seafoods had no comment. Other processors could not be reached. The cooperative met with permit holders on Saturday. Abina says if they get the right price, the soonest they'd go fishing is Wednesday. That's three days after the scheduled opener. In Kodiak, I'm Kirsten Dobrath.
0: Residents and lovers of Wrangell can point to all sorts of charming, stunning, small-town things that set the island apart. But how does a community get that message out to potential visitors or even investors? As KSTK's Sage Smiley reports, Wrangell's local government is adding a new tourism and marketing
4: coordinator to try and spread the word. Wrangell Borough Assembly members say it's high time the government dedicated a position to trying to market the island to independent travelers. The Assembly unanimously supported the formation of a new Wrangell Marketing and Community Development Coordinator position at their January 10th meeting.
3: Well, and and really the first thing that needs to happen is the development of a plan.
4: Carol Rushmore is Wrangell's Economic Development Director. The new position is part of a growing trend in southeast Alaska as communities look to capitalize on the state's ever growing tourism market. Juneau hired a tourism manager in 2021, and Ketchikan hopes to add its own in the coming months. The Assembly considered adding a staffer last year that would have been focused more narrowly on growing tourism, but ultimately decided to expand the role. Rushmore says while tourism to the 2,100-person island of Wrangell is one focus of the new position, it's also more broadly a marketing position for Wrangell itself.
3: And again, not just tourism, but that's a large component of it, but also the marketing and the promotion for the other industries and the um you know, to to create name recognition for
4: Wrangle. Rushmore says Wrangle has been doing just enough to get by, to solicit visitors to the community, but there's lots of room for improvement. And she says there are some misconceptions in town about what sort of marketing the borough wants to do. The
3: marketing portion for tourism is for the independent traveler. It has nothing to do with cruise ships. This is... It's the transient tax budget, which is basically heads and beds. And so um, that's very important, I think, for the community to understand because I think everybody thinks we're doing nothing but marketing to cruise lines, and that's not the case.
4: Rushmore noted that independent travelers who arrive by ferry or airplane spend more money and spend more significant time in the communities they visit than cruise ship tourists. Word of mouth from independent travelers like hunters, fishermen, and wildlife enthusiasts is really what builds the reputation of a small place like Wrangell, Rushmore said.
3: Tourism is changing so dramatically these days. with, with online marketing and, and um, how you do the tracking and the mechanisms for Google, I mean, it's just it's getting to be very, very complex. Uh, but to be competitive, you have to be able to learn and do those things.
4: The new position will help track metrics like how visitors arrive, plane, ferry, yacht, as well as potentially develop and carry out summertime surveys of visitors. Rushmore says it will take time to establish a base of data about who visits Wrangell and why, but that will help build a long-term plan for maintaining and growing the island's small tourism market. An additional person in the Economic Development Department could also help solicit more specific engagement from travel writers and bloggers to gain name recognition and notoriety for Wrangle. Rushmore cautioned it could take a few years to really start to see results from the new position, as marketing and advertising can be set a couple of years in advance. But through metrics like website visits, ad view, and link clicks, as well as a potential increase in the borough's hotel tax, she says she hopes the community will start to see progress sooner. Mayor Patty Gilbert says she thinks the community's investment in tourism and marketing wrangle will pay dividends for years to come.
3: So I think this will... Uh, move us forward. And, and it's marketing wrangle, so what could go wrong? Anybody, <laughs> see, um, anybody see a downside? I, I don't. And I think we'll we'll realize the impact from uh, making these expenditures.
4: Rushmore says the borough hopes to start considering applications for the new position in mid-February. In Wrangle, I'm Sage Smiley. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been
0: Raven News.